Fortiumbox.com here where we help you master your money. So, too much money in savings and bad at investing. So, a long-time lurker here who's still struggling with learning money stuff. Due to a death in the family a year or so ago, I'm currently sitting on a chunk of change of about $150,000. Now, that is pretty nice. That is a nice chunk of change. It sucks that something happened to your family, you know, within like in the past 12 months or so. Like that really sucks, but $150,000, that's that's super nice, right? So it's been sitting in an HYSA basically the whole time because I had no debt to pay or clue what to do with it. My thought process at the time was that I'd use it as a safety net as I transition career fields later this year and likely relocate. But obviously $150,000 is probably way more than I'll actually need even if it does take me some time to get settled, and I know it'd probably be smarter to invest a majority of it rather than continue to just collect the measly $30 to $40 per month in interest that it is now. Now, here's the thing, right? Before we continue into this thing, there's nothing wrong with not rushing any massive investments that you end up doing, especially when it comes down to, you know, basically getting this money from, you know, a death, right? Because here's the thing, right? There's a lot of people might be like, oh, yeah, I just won the lottery with, you know, $150,000, right? But the thing is, this is the fact of the matter. You got this money because someone in your family literally died, right? So that could have a whole bunch of different mental effects to people that you might not even know about, right? You don't even know that, like, how you might be really reacting to it because everyone reacts to it differently. I mean, this person who's putting this post might not even be fully over it, right? So there's no reason to actually rush in this situation. I mean, there's far worse things than just making 30 to $40 per month in interest as long as you still have this money. Right? Like, there's far worse things. There's people that come into this type of money and literally lose it all within like a month and then even get into further amounts of debt. Right? But this person is sitting with a very strong foundation when they have no debt. Right? So, technically speaking, before we even continue, they could actually just go and do whatever the hell they want. Right? And a lot of people are not in that situation. A lot of people are not able to be like, hey, you know, I have $150,000 basically in a bank account. And I don't really have to do anything with it. Like, fiscally speaking, I don't have to do a goddamn thing with this $150,000, right? There's nothing urgent in my life. There's nothing going on in my life that, you know, I have to go and do something with that, Right? So there's far worse things that could have happened than this person just simply having $150,000 in basically a savings account, right? So I just want to make that clear. Like, I mean, this person's foundation is pretty damn strong to the point where they don't actually even need to touch this money. So this person says, I do currently have a Fidelity investment account with a couple of thousand in it, but I'm a total idiot with selecting stocks Funds in my gains have been minimal. Is this amount of money worth talking to a professional 
or are there more reliable funds to invest in? And what on earth do I do with this much money? Help me, internet. I'm done. So let's break this kind of like uh, part down, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with talking to, you know, potentially a financial advisor or something like that. You could also, you know, buy a few investment books and like read up on things yourself. But here's the thing. If you feel super uncomfortable with this amount of money, one of the fastest ways to get knowledge in a super quick manner is to pay someone to pay like a financial advisor that has more money than you and is willing to show you their own personal investments and how they are investing their own personal money, right? If they're willing to do that and they are willing to teach you about investing, about the stock market, about different investment you know, accounts like a Roth IRA, traditional IRA, all that kind of stuff, right? If they're willing to do that, pay them like $500 to $2,000 worth of their time to teach you, right? I'm not saying to have them manage your money. I'm saying to pay them to teach you with a very loving and patient hand one-on-one as to what do these things mean for my interest in life? Teach me, right? Because a lot of people, and I've known people where they like just put money with like financial advisors, but the people who gave them their money, right? Like, and these are people who are like making good money. They gave this money to these financial advisors and they don't know a goddamn thing, right? So I'm just like, for example, you know, like a family member can be putting like a decent amount of money in like where like a financial advisor from some like massive financial company, right, is investing their accounts, right? But the family member doesn't know a damn thing about where their money is going, how the money is invested, what it's actually doing, never looked at any of the paperwork. It's like hey, what the hell are you doing? Why are you just giving people your money to uh, like manage it, right? And you don't know a damn thing about what your money is invested in or why, right? So that's something to really keep in mind. A lot of people make this mistake where they just give someone their money. Like, hey, go look after my money. And, you know, I'm going to just tell you what I want out of life. And, you know, like invest it for me. And, you know, I'm never going to look at it ever again, right? Like that's the stupidest way to invest and there's so many people who invest their money like that right no if you want to see a financial advisor never pay them to manage your money pay them for their time to teach you about investments so that you can actually go and do it your damn self right because so many people are so scared about investing to the point where like it's almost crippling to them right like there's so many people who are literally crippled when it comes to investing. Like they get scared about investing or like thinking about like retirement or something because then they think like, oh my God, I'm going to die in the future. Yeah, you are going to die in the future. That's the whole damn point. You are going to die in the future. So just understand the simple concepts of investing and then you could live a very good, happy life that's pretty stress-free because you understand what you are doing with your money. You have control over your money, right? 
So you have no like weird feelings about like oh someone's going to steal my money or something like that, or oh the market's going to crash and all my money's going to go down like Dogecoin did, right? So that's something to really, like really think about. Like if you're going to see a financial advisor, pay them for your time. Not for them to manage your investments, because you also got to think about it too. A lot of financial advisors make a lot of their money from selling products to you. A lot of them don't even like how they make some of their money. It's not even how much money you end up making from the account, but like how many transactions they end up doing, or like you know a certain percentage of how much money your account's worth, right? So that's something to really think about. Like if you ever like. Get like if you ever wanted to like get like really super like uh, conspiracy theory kind of stuff, just do research on hedge funds, and you start to see like oh, this is disgusting what they're doing, right? Like how they're like making their money. This is disgusting, right? So just think about that for a while, right? But when it comes to like investing and like one of the laziest ways, and of course you know this is. If I was in this situation, this is how I would do it. What I would do in this situation, if I had a hundred fifty thousand dollars to myself and I had a strong foundation, right now this specific person is you know trying to go and make maybe like move to like a different place, right? I would honestly keep this money with this one hundred fifty thousand dollars, so that you know, depending on how much money I actually have available to me, like an emergency fund or some sort of thing, I'd keep this amount of money. So that when I do go and move, maybe I could go buy a house completely in cash, right? Or I could just move into a place and have this like buffer of money to where I don't necessarily need to worry about anything that might come up. Or if something needs to be fixed on like my current home or whatever, I could just fix it without any real issue, right? Like there's nothing wrong with holding this amount of money until you like move to another area, and then you're like, oh yeah, cool. I don't gotta ever worry about. This whole process at all, and once I settle, like once I like settle in this new area for like maybe like a month or two, then I can start putting money. And if I were to start putting money, and if I didn't need this money to go buy a house or something, I'd probably put this money not all at once, but probably every week, put about twenty thousand dollars into let's say. A index fund that trades the total stock market, or an index fund that basically trades, you know, the top 500 companies, right? Basically, a simple index fund that basically, you know, follows the stock market, right? As a good example, right? You could look at index funds, index funds like Spy or I think uh, VTAX or VTIX, one of those two, or like VU or all that kind of stuff, right? Where they just basically Follow the index fund of the stock market, and they have a pretty strong track record of making a really decent return. And you could pretty much just keep consistently putting money into it without really caring too much about it, right? Like if you're someone who wants to be more hands off, you should look more so into index funds because they're way more hands off, a lot less stressful. It's pretty predictable as to what's going to go on. You could also look at mutual funds as well. Those are also viable options. You could stick like six thousand dollars per week into like certain like index funds out there or mutual funds, because typically with mutual funds you need like a minimum of like I think fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars depending on which mutual funds you end up doing. 
but there's options out there where it's very diversified and very hands-off. And yeah, they're not going to make like a crazy amount of return, but averaging between, you know, 6 to 12% per year is not bad, right? With a very hands-off approach where you don't got to worry about, you know, the stock market going high one day, low one day, crashing one day, soaring the next day. You don't really got to care about that, right? So that's what I would probably personally do. And again, I would use that money most likely to just buy a house in cash so I have a super strong foundation so that I could literally do whatever I want to freaking do and not care about anything else. Because look, if you have basically no bills and you have a very strong job in terms of, you know, is very reliable and is a very consistent amount of money coming in, you could pretty much live whatever lifestyle you want because everything is so consistent, right? If you have no household bills, basically, you have basically a low food bill, basically low, low insurance, no mortgage, all that kind of stuff, right? The amount of money that you could funnel into investments, the amount of money that you could do on like vacations, the amount of money you could do on just like things that you just want to buy is immense, right? Like people don't really understand just how much money you would actually have available to you if you had no mortgage or no car payment or no student loan, right? I just do that. Like if you were to ever stumble upon this episode, right? Just write down how much money you are spending every single month on debt and just see what your life would actually be like without that without you actually spending that money, right? What would it be like having that money just stay with you every single month, right? Like, let's say that you're spending, you know, two grand per month on student loans, plus, you know, $1,500 on like a mortgage, so that's $3,500, plus, you know, $500 on a car payment. That's like $4,000 per month that you're spending, right? That's a lot of money. Imagine if you could have an extra $4,000 per month coming into your account and you're keeping it, right? That adds up super quick. That adds up super quick and you could do a lot of things with that. Not only that, you can also donate it. You can also like fund charities that you're interested in. You could help build wells if you're interested in that kind of stuff, right? You could buy books for like a nearby school if you really want to do that, right? You might be able to help with someone's cancer treatments, right so once you build like a very strong foundation you have a lot more things available to you right and if you like this sort of thing feel free to share this with someone else because i think more people really need to see things like this right like people really need to like understand like hey the only person that really can control your financial foundation in your future is yourself right no one is going to necessarily help you out i mean even in this situation where someone ended up dying and leaving this amount of money this person already secured their financial freedom by having a strong financial foundation to where this one hundred and fifty thousand dollars basically doesn't change their life at all right like imagine if they were a drug addict and they got this money they would probably kill themselves, right? So that's something to really think about. Just because you get like this, you know, influx of money doesn't mean it's necessarily going to save you. This is a nice 
gift, basically, because this specific individual is in a financially sound financial situation to where it's not going to negatively affect them. So just keep that in mind. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.